0: Casting straight from Big Rock Candy Mountain. I'm Zachary Lehman.
1: I am Taylor
0: Berryman. How can people find you, Taylor?
1: You can find me on Instagram as the underscore Poptimist and also find me wherever podcasts are streaming at, including Apple and Spotify with the Poptimist Podcast with Taylor Berryman.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Writing Lehman and on Instagram and Facebook as Zachary Lehman. And today we're doing a special episode, a
1: Christmas episode. I'm not feeling in the fucking Christmas spirit. I'm going to be honest, dude. Are you ever though? No. I got to be honest. December is a weird, is
0: December not a weird month for you? Because December is a weird month for me where I feel like I have to buckle down and do extra work. Because for some reason, December, bro, is like the full moon is out. It's like maybe my patience just goes to a lower level. But it feels like everything frustrates me more in fucking December.
1: Well, I don't know if it's necessarily that for me. I, I always usually feel energized this time of year, not because of Christmas, but because of the end of the year. Like I love the new year. I love New Year's Eve. I love New Year's Day. I like waking up super early on New Year's Day. Uh, but my car uh, had been dead for like a week and I just got rolling again this week and i'm just feeling but i'm feeling bro, kind of pissed off tonight but bro that's that's december man yeah when
0: you're a fucking uh, real trucker when you're a fucking uh, traveler hey man that's december cuz that's i've i've had a lot of frustrations too this month you know typical stuff you know irs threatening to throw me in jail even though they never will uh, you know, a lot of bullshit like you know, my work contract I was talking to you about. Like there's a lot of bullshit, but I always expect December to come with like a fair amount of bullshit. Yeah. I don't know why, but we should say the thing we're talking about is very appropriate because it's a show that acknowledges the bullshit of the world and still tries to make you feel good, right? I don't know if it necessarily tries to make you feel good. <laughs> Okay, that's debatable. But we're talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: One of our favorite shows.
0: Definitely one of my favorite shows. Probably my favorite comedy of all time. I just think it's gone on so long and I've watched it so much, I can't have any other answer. We're talking about their Christmas episode, A Very Sunny Christmas. Yes. Season six. It's the finale of season six, right before we get Fat Mac. Which I love Fat Mac. You love Fat Mac? I love Fat Mac. I miss Fat Mac. So this is their special Christmas episode. We're going to talk about this because this is one of my... I don't... My everyone. I feel like everyone has annual watches every Christmas. I feel like my annual watches might be a little weird just because every Christmas movie I watch or every holiday movie I watch is a little bit uh, off-kilter, not quite mainstream. And this is one of them. Like, I just love... I love holiday movies that acknowledge the, the degeneracy of the holiday season. Well, that acknowledge that not everybody has a great time. Yes. And you know what? Out of that, like you say, they're not trying to make you feel good. I'll say out of that, they are trying to make you feel a little good. Because they're acknowledging all the negativity. They're like, sure. yeah, I feel it too. You're not alone. Um, but yeah, this is their Christmas episode. The only episode they did that is an extended episode. A full, you know, 42 minutes or whatever it is. I but know that. Uh, They've done two-parters, but never an episode like this. And one of the only episodes I'll say, because this show, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, it's about these degenerates. DJ- it's basically Seinfeld on crack, I think, is how it was sold its first season. It's about a bunch of degenerates who work in a bar, and they are just being degenerates all the time. Uh, but yeah, this Christmas episode was one of the few episodes they did where they went a tiny bit sentimental. Not fully, but
1: that's one of the reasons- They did it in a, a sunny way, though.
0: Yeah. That's one of the things I love about this episode, and I keep going back to it. It feels like a mini It's Always Sunny movie because every character actually has an arc. Uh, there is a little bit of sentimentality, a little bit of like, where do these characters end up? Because the 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 joke of this show, the running joke, is that these characters never change. Or when they do change, they're just as bad as
1: they were before. Yeah. Well, they they always change based on whatever is- convenient to them because most episodes starts out that Charlie and Mac and Frank are on one end yeah. and then D and Dennis are on the other end yeah. about whatever the issue is. Frank is more of like a, a, a free agent though. Yeah. Frank's do Frank's out for Frank. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the time they end up switching their views completely or they'll change teams.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a great show. I, it came out in 2004. Four, I believe But I didn't see it For years later I was in high school And I remember One night I was up Really late For whatever reason Just watching TV Probably high And uh, At like Midnight They did a It's always sunny marathon And it was all First season episodes And I think it was The gang goes racist Sweet D's dating A retarded person And Charlie gets cancer And those are maybe like the three most offensive episodes of the show. So once I saw those three episodes, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. I love this show. I'm I'm committed. Yes. I've been committed ever since. Uh, So anyway, I would say this is probably my favorite episode, the Christmas episode. There's just too many classic moments in it. Do you have a favorite episode? I know it's always Sunny's a lot. I mean, at this point, I think this season they're breaking the record for the longest running uh, live action comedy on television
1: if i had to pick a favorite episode i would probably say uh the episode where the hurricane is supposed to be coming oh yeah that's a great with uh, jackie uh i can't remember
0: her name jackie something i don't jackie, know i don't yeah. know what you're talking about yeah I, what are you talking about? i don't know what i'm talking about either uh so this episode we start off Very different from every other It's Always Sunny episode. They're decorating the bar for Christmas. Mac and Charlie. Because they're into Christmas. And they're very excited. And to give a quick, I I feel like most people will know, to give a quick kind of rundown of everybody, Charlie's basically, he's the janitor. Even though he's a co-owner, they've made him the janitor. He's just a fucking mess. Doing Charlie work, killing rats. Mac is a strangely religious, but also for most of the show, a closeted homosexual Uh, he's very aggressive. Dennis is a sociopath, I guess. A serial killer. Possibly a serial killer. And then D is an attention whore. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we start this episode off. Charlie and Mac are very excited for Christmas, even though it's last minute, they are decorating the fucking bar and Dennis and D come in and they are not into Christmas. And they explain they're not into Christmas because their father, Frank, the one character I didn't say, Frank... Played by Danny by Danny DeVito. Danny motherfucking DeVito. Came in season two. So all those offensive episodes I watched did not have Danny DeVito. He came in season two. He's Dennis and Dee's father. And I will say I love season one, but Danny DeVito adds a level of degeneracy to this show that feels so necessary because he... I I, I was telling you, I've been listening to a podcast that the the main guys do because they all created the show. And they were talking about their second season. Uh, FX was like, hey, get a celebrity to bring more people in. And their biggest choice besides Danny DeVito was uh, Ray Liotta, I told you, which would have been very different. But I love that they picked Danny DeVito because Danny DeVito takes this role to – Other levels. I can't imagine another 70-year-old on earth willing to do the things that he does. But he's so funny. He's hilarious. He's one of the best parts of the show. So Dennis and Dee come in. They're talking about they hate Christmas because they grew up with Frank, and Frank would always do the fake-out. Frank would would give them big big presents, but when they opened them, there was nothing inside. Yes. Now, Frank, a bad father, Maybe. Uh, teaching good moral lessons, probably. Because he says, you never learn my lesson. Yeah. You guys always just want things. They're you spoiled. To, you have to earn things. And one of the ways he teaches this lesson is he got a... Oh, I can't. Uh, well, he got d uh, a bag, a designer bag, a designer purse, which he's eating cheese balls and... Uh, malt balls, malt out, balls of. out of. Malt balls out of. And then he got uh, Dennis a uh, Lamborghini. I can't remember the name. Of, was it a kuntosh A Countach, It was yeah. a kuntosh because Dennis goes that is a coontosh. That is a perfect car. <laughs> so he gets a coontosh, which is, uh, Dennis's ultimate fucking gift, but he got these for himself because it's a total fucking fake out. So, uh, then we cut to everyone's on their own mission. Everyone's uh, Charlie and Mac are out to find the Christmas spirit. Dennis and D are out to just ruin Christmas and ruin Frank.
1: They're, they they want to get revenge on Frank.
0: Yes. Uh, So Charlie and Mac, we cut to them in, I think, Mac's mom's house, and they're looking through toys. And Mac starts describing his Christmas traditions. And his Christmas tradition was they would go into a house that wasn't theirs, open presents, and then they would move on to the
1: next house. When the other family came.
0: Yeah, because the other family was coming down, they would take Mac's presents. That's what he thought. That's what you did. You just went to other people's houses, took the presents, and we watch a video of Mac's parents basically breaking into a person's house and stealing presents. Uh, and Mac realizes that, uh, oh, shit, uh, Christmas wasn't that special for me because my parents were just stealing shit. Uh, so then we go from there. Uh, then we're back to Dennis and D, and they're with... Eugene and Eugene the lying is scumbag, the lying scumbag. He is Frank's ex business partner played by the, yes, the actual Mr. Lebowski. The yeah. Lebowski. Can you look that up? What's his name? Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, they, they're with Eugene. They, their plan is basically they have a whole Christmas Carol thing set up. Eugene's gonna be the the ghost of Christmas past The ghost of Christmas present And the ghost of Christmas future They're gonna fuck up Frank so much That he's just gonna give him a bunch of gifts Uh, So they show up with Eugene Eugene's got a bunch of fucking like Plastic chains around him They start throwing smoke into Frank's apartment Frank is comatose until he smells the smoke And then he's like Fire, fire, we're all gonna die He starts smashing windows trying to get out They come in with Eugene Of course trying to teach Frank to be a better person Turns out Eugene taught Frank the fake-out. But Eugene, we should mention, Eugene is a changed person. He's found his savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And he is very, we should say throughout the whole episode, he's very concerned about when he's going to be able to tell Frank about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they go in there... That doesn't do a ton of help, but they go, we're going to take Frank to his uh, old real estate company. That way people can talk a bunch of shit about him. Frank will realize what an asshole he is. So they go to this old company, which Frank doesn't work for any of these companies now. Frank is technically retired. He's rich. Technically. He basically funnels money, m- uh, money through the bar. Yeah. That's his new job.
1: And he... uh He sleeps on a uh, a pull out couch with Charlie in a one bedroom. And he mentions,
0: yeah, he mentions at one point he catches Charlie beating off all the time. Pounding off. Because he hides behind the couch. Yeah. And that's like his big joke. He'll hide behind the couch till Charlie starts pounding off and then he'll catch him, which there's no punchline to that. That's the joke. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to this old real estate company because they're about to have a Christmas party. Frank goes, I'm into this. This sounds like a roast. So mean into the couch. And this is one <laughs> of the classic, it's always sunny moments. I'm sure people have seen memes and, and video clips. Uh, it is a clip of uh, – they do reach the Christmas party, and they do sew Frank into this couch, and it's very obvious that there is a small man in this couch. And at one point, <laughs> when they're trying to get people to talk shit about Frank – All of a sudden, Frank bursts out of this couch just, like, drenched in sweat, and he's just naked. He's like a big, dumb baby just coming out of the womb. Like, he's just dying for air, and people are just freaking out. And he just walks out naked, which, by the way, props to Danny DeVito because I think he's, like, almost 80 now. He must have been, like, 70 when he did this. He literally busted out of a fucking couch, sweaty, naked, naked. And Danny DeVito's what, like four foot six? I don't know. He's yeah, looking, he's, he's, he's a little guy. It's not a naked body you would typically want to show off, but he does it anyway. Do you think? Uh, do you think Danny DeVito? Uh, do you think he pounds puss? I don't know. I'm
1: not really sure. You know, I've, I've never really thought about it.
0: I think Danny DeVito pounds puss. I think that level of confidence, like a four foot six guy coming out of a couch and then just walking off like there's no fucking problem, that might be more attractive to women than
1: a fucking bodybuilder. Are you saying this because you are four? Because I'm a six guy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. That's why I'm saying it. I'm hoping uh, coming out of a couch will fucking win me some some bitches over. Uh, So then we cut to, after this real estate gag, uh, we cut to Ricky Falcone's house. And Ricky Falcone is being visited by Charlie and Mac because Mac realized that once upon a time, he stole Ricky Falcone's Omni robot. And the way they apologize is they program this robot, whatever it is, some 80s toy, to say, uh, like, I'm sorry, Ricky, when you were young, I was stolen from you. But the funniest part about the scene is when he goes, Ricky Falcone, he goes, so you came back here to give me my robot that you stole, like, 20 years ago? And they go... Didn't think you'd want the robot back because you're an adult. We're keeping the robot. <laughs> like, they want the fucking robot. Uh, so they visit Ricky Falcone and they say Ricky is in a in a in a rut. Does he look like he's in a rut, or he is he looks, just is he just having a good time because it's the holidays? He looks like he's in a rut. All right, he might be having a rut. And I should say, uh, I, I'll look up the guy's name. It's Pablo Schneider or something like that. I'll look it up in a minute. He was on The Wire. Great actor. Pops up. In oh shit! I knew. everything. And if you watch It's Always Sunny, throughout the years, the guest stars they have, they have some big guest stars, but a lot of the guest stars you'll notice are like from The Wire and The Shield and like really crazy good shows that they're obviously fans of. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, they visit Ricky Falcone. They decide after Ricky basically tells them to go fuck themselves, they're going to go to the mall and get Ricky the newest toy robot. They're also going to get him a shirt because he's in a rut. He needs a shirt to go to like a job interview uh, so then we're at the mall and they're looking for, uh, the new Redman the robot. I think it is now. That's the newest, newest craze. I love this scene where Mac, they find out that, uh, they talk to the, the guy working at the store and they go, what's the hottest toy right now? And he's like, "Redman the robot. And Mac's like, shit, don't change. Shit, don't change. Get us one of those. And the worker's like, we don't have any. And all of a sudden Mac goes, you don't have any? You tell me if Mike Schmidt walked in here, you tell him you don't have any. <laughs> I think later he says, what is it? Uh, he might say, uh, oh, Von he, Hayes. He
1: goes. <laughs> he just goes down the list of he, Philadelphia sports like
0: he starts going down the list of Philadelphia athletes until he gets so fucking crazy that even Charlie's like, I don't even know who Vaughn Hayes is, bro. Calm down. So they're in the mall. Uh, but then we get Charlie was the one in control. But then Charlie sees Santa. Well, we skipped over. We skipped over
1: the Charlie scene. Yes. Let's go back. Because Charlie. uh, This is after they go to Mac's house. And he he feels like they need to to lift their
0: Christmas spirits. So they go to Charlie's mom's house.
1: Yes, because Charlie's mom loves Christmas. And she has a lot of Christmas traditions. Yes. That she sticks to. Yeah, which uh, is how they find out Charlie's mom was a whore. Well, hold on there with that
0: language. She was a, she was a sex worker, bro. Uh, yeah, we find out that Charlie's idea of Christmas is a lot of Santas show up on Christmas Day. With go, presents for Charlie. With presents for Charlie, and then they go have fun with Mom. While there's also a giant bottle of vodka around. <laughs> yes. And I love, too, um, uh, Charlie Kelly, uh, the, the character, obviously, he, uh, he has some of the best fucking reactions. When he finds out his mom was a hooker, he has that, like, he blacks out for a second. And he's like, no, no. And he just gets more and more fucking aggravated by it. But it's also the reality setting in that, yeah, his mom was a hooker. Which his mom doesn't seem to be a hooker on the show, but she's a little sex crazed. She uh, she does some things that... Um, <laughs> Maybe Charlie's not the most proud of. But, yeah, so they go to Charlie's house. We should say that. They went earlier, and Charlie basically lost his Christmas spirit because he found out his mom is a hooker who fucks Santas
1: all the time. And then when they go to the mall, Charlie gets triggered when he sees Santa Claus. He
0: sees Santa, Santa doing his thing where, you know, the kids jump on his lap, and he pretends not to be a pedophile, and he asks them what what they want for Christmas. He sees Santa, and he goes into a daze, and he starts walking up to him. And Mac's following him, and he sits on Santa's lap. And I like the Santa, the the actor, whoever it was. He was a good actor. He pulls Charlie to the side, and he says to Mac, is he retarded? (laughs) And Mac has no answer. Uh, Charlie has one question for Santa, and what is it? Did you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mom, Santa? Did you fuck my mom? And he asks it again and again until he goes so crazy that he literally bites Santa's neck. And this is what I love about It's Always Sunny. They will not only go over the line, they'll think about what's a step over the line, and then they'll take another three steps. And then they'll take another three steps after that. Because this scene, I'm, sur- I'm shocked that this episode was actually uh, aired on TV. This scene includes Charlie biting Santa's neck. It looks like he may or may not have hit an artery. He may have killed Santa. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, the whole mall goes into a craze. And Charlie's going crazy He's just screaming Little kids are freaking out and and, There's blood everywhere And and Mac at one point I I love this scene (laughs) Some some kid's screaming Some girl comes behind Mac And he just fucking elbows her Right in the head And knocks her out And this kid just starts screaming He goes I'm sorry little kid Charlie we gotta go (laughs) (laughs) It's a great fucking scene Another classic I would say the couch And the Santa thing Both It's always sunny Classic moments right Uh, So yeah They visit Santa And then we get uh, They are Charlie attacks Santa Did you fuck my mom Then we are at The graveyard With Dennis and D, And Frank And Eugene Uh, And I love Another great It's always sunny moment Because they're trying to do The whole Christmas carol thing here Not working Because Frank goes That ain't gonna be my grave Nobody's gonna bury me When I'm dead Just throw me in the trash (laughs) Which is a great fucking line. So this whole thing with Frank has not worked, and I think this is where Eugene goes. Does he go? He's like, "Could someone please take me home?" And they just tell him, "Eugene, you have been
1: an awesome disappointment. You are worthless. You do nothing." By the way, Eugene is played by David Huddleston from Biglebass. Big he and was also, uh, "Oh brother, where art thou?" Yes, I was happy. Oh Daniel.
0: Yes, that's right. He's Papio Daniel and he's the other Lebowski. Yeah. The, the big Lebowski. Quote, unquote, real Lebowski or big Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then they're at the graveyard. Frank freaks out. <coughs> they basically realize this whole thing was a waste of time. They're all back at the bar. Everyone's lost their Christmas spirit. They're defeated. Yep. A shirt that they bought for Ricky Falcone covered in blood. Yep. This guy, Santa's blood They were trying to get a guy A job interview And Santa came along And fucked everything up uh, And then yeah Dennis and D show up Everyone's lost The Christmas spirit Then they get a call On the phone That Frank just died Which I will say this uh, Is it gonna hit you hard When I, I don't wanna say this out
1: loud I don't even wanna talk About this dude We shouldn't No
0: Okay I'm not gonna acknowledge it then Okay It's never gonna happen He's gonna live forever uh yeah, so he uh, they're back at the bar. They get the call. Frank is dead. They go visit Frank in the hospital, and it's another fake out. Frank is okay. He just sprained his leg because, as he was explaining to Dennis before, the Lamborghini is difficult to drive with his height because he can't reach the door because the doors go up instead of out. So he was driving with the door open. Right. And he said he would put a sandbag with a wire on the door <laughs> to fucking bring it down, <laughs> which that's a. Uh, and Dennis freaks out about it. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's when he goes out. Uh, that is a coontosh. That is a perfect car. I love, too. There's a couple pronunciations in this show, uh, in this episode specifically, that are pretty funny. Cause uh, Mac, at another point, he's talking about the snow machine they got for fake snow. And he goes, uh, yeah, we bought it from this dude in the Pucanoos. Like, he just says it in such a weird way with no explanation. But anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, Frank went flying out of this car, obviously because he was keeping the fucking door open with a fucking sandbag. Uh, They go, he has a sprained ankle. But this is the one time we see Frank is a through-and-through degenerate. This is the one episode where we see, like, Frank has a little bit of- uh, A change of heart. Yeah, he he sang to them, like, "I, I see the Christmas spirit now. But they're not buying it. They're like- Fuck you. But Frank does go through one of the best sequences in It's Always Sunny. He talks about how he had a vision after he crashed the car, and it's this whole claymation sequence uh, modeled after those old uh, Christmas claymation specials, and it's basically Frank with an elf uh, who's not wearing any pants, and he has a plastic dick at one point. Uh, He's hanging with this elf, and he has this vision of all his uh, friends, uh, Dennis D Mac, Charlie, basically hanging up on, on a tree and burning him alive because he keeps murdering he, him, torturing he, him. Yeah. He keeps, uh, mistreating them. And so after the guys aren't really buying it, they're just like, you know what? The point of that story was that we all came together to brutally murder this man. So they all leave together. They're all going to have a, uh, they're going to go have a great Christmas. This is where another classic it's always sunny moment comes. Even if you've never th- seen the show, I, I, bet people have seen the meme when they're all walking to the bar and Dennis says, let's just get blackout drunk and forget this ever happened. Anytime a holiday happens, that's the fucking meme you see people post. So they go back into the bar. They're ready to just get blackout drunk for Christmas. And Frank and Eugene are there. They don't see Eugene out first. But Frank's there. and Frank is saying he's made a change of heart. He's got all these gifts. He's got a Redmond the robot. He got the last one for Charlie and uh, Mac And when Max says, uh, maybe we should give it to Ricky Falcone. Or no, Charlie says it. And Max like, maybe we shouldn't. Let's keep (laughs) it. (laughs) Uh, He gives Dee the purse and he gives Dennis the car. But unfortunately, Eugene is there. And Eugene is the reminder that people don't change. Because Eugene says, what's his line? He says something like, uh, he pulls out a gun first on Frank. And Frank goes, I love guns. He's so excited. He's like, thank you. And then Eugene goes, uh, he's basically holding them all up, and uh, they go, Eugene, because he was like a a Jesus freak, and he goes, I'm still a scumbag (laughs) and a thief. (laughs) (laughs) So he makes them basically give him all their presents, lay them out before him. The Lamborghini, everything. The The robot. Even Redmond the robot, which you have to think like. Throughout the whole show, I remember Charlie, I think, is the one who keeps saying, like, yeah, Frank always said that guy was a scumbag, which the whole show you see, Frank very legitimately screwed this guy out of money. But the whole show you go, this guy kind of is a scumbag. Maybe he did deserve it. So this guy gets all the presents. He turns on this snow machine, which they don't think is going to work. It does work. It's just fucking- It fucks him up. Blowing them all towards the fucking tree, fucking their asses up. He takes the Lamborghini, I'm assuming, go live his fucking life and- you know, Hawaii on a beach or something. Uh, and then we get where this show does get a little sentimental. And again, there's pro- you can probably count on one hand the times that this show has gotten, like, legitimately sentimental. Like, it's not always, I would say one of its charms is that it's not quite, like, family guy ridiculousness where you can't take anything serious. They do still ground it in reality, but a very exaggerated reality. But their characters always feel like, yeah, I know this guy. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, this one episode, they do get a little sentimental. They go, uh, Charlie and Mac, this whole episode, have been talking about how every Christmas, and we know that they thought they had great Christmases, but they were having very bad Christmases, they would always meet up and throw rocks at trains. That was like their thing after they opened
1: their presents on Christmas morning.
0: Which Dennis and Dee do not understand. They're like, what do you what do you get out of that, throw rocks at trains? But as it turns out, when Eugene robs them all, they all go to the train tracks and they throw rocks at trains. And it's a really I, I don't know if there's a lot and it's always sunny where I'd go like, oh, this is so well filmed. The whole show's so well filmed. But this was a moment where I was like, oh shit, they're taking it up enough.
1: Well, it ends with the five of them going to throw rocks and then mm-hmm. the last part of it, it it shows Mac and Charlie as kids. As kids throwing yeah. rocks at trains.
0: Yeah, it was kinda of, it was just a nice moment. And that's what I mean about like trying to make you feel good is that it is super negative, but it tries to make you feel good. And we should say one other scene that happens, which is another classic uh, Always Sunny moment. After this, they go to see um, Ricky Falcone because, you know, they don't have a shirt for him. They can't give him the robot back. They decide at four in the morning they're going to do Christmas carols for him. And they go outside his house, you know, middle of fucking... I'm sure downtown Philadelphia And they start singing And my favorite fucking moment from this Okay, first off, Ricky gets mad Other people get mad But my favorite moment from this Because it's so Philadelphia And it's so goddamn East Coast When people start getting mad And they throw shit at them Like, go away Mac has a line where he goes uh, He goes Someone goes We're trying to give you the Christmas spirit, you dick And Ricky Falcone's like I don't want it And all of a sudden, all this shit's flying at Mac, and he goes, you're going to get it anyway. Keep singing. (laughs) He says it so aggressively, and they're doing something that should be so positive. But I fucking love that line. It's one of my favorite lines, It's Always Sunny. But that's why this is my favorite episode, dude. There are probably, like, four of my favorite moments just in this 42 minutes. And again, this is what I love about It's Always Sunny. Like, when I say it's one of my favorite shows... Yes, it's funny. It makes me fucking laugh. But, like, I still watch Family Guy. You know what I mean? That makes me laugh, but I don't have any connection to it. I would never defend it. If someone was like, oh, Family Guy sucks, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. It does kind of suck. But it's always sunny. Again, they manage to keep their characters in some semblance of reality as they're doing this sort of exaggerated.
1: Well, they're. they're- I mean, it's satire. Yeah, it's satire, yeah. and it's the worst qualities that. A human beings can possess And we all yeah. have it to a certain degree Yes, yes, and exactly that's, And that's why the characters are so
0: relatable <laughs> Exactly, which is that they are all the worst people on earth But you can find something to relate to In fucking each of them And that is the brilliance of the show Because if you just did a show that was about uh, I was about to say four, but I guess five If you did a show that was just about five pieces of shit Being pieces of shit all the time People wouldn't watch it, bro. People wouldn't like it. Maybe people would. I'm saying it wouldn't be good. I wouldn't watch it. Like, I love... You that's have to make I, it relatable. That's what I love about It's Always Sunny. And this is probably... This and then probably there's an episode, which any It's Always Sunny fan will know what I'm talking about, the, the Mac dancing episode. Those are the two times that the show, I felt like, went sentimental where it felt like a purposeful shift. It felt like we're trying to do this. Sometimes it happens inadvertently just because they're great characters.
1: Well, because this show is not normally like that, when it has those moments, they mean more, and you notice them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's what it is? It's just less I of think them? I think that that's part of it. Maybe that's why this episode and that Mac episode hit me a little bit harder, just because I'm so fucking used to these characters, so used to this this story, but not used to those moments where it's like, Let's fucking hit you. But, yeah, I love this. This is probably my favorite episode. Um, And, again, it's one of my annual – I probably have, like, probably less than 10 annual Christmas watches, maybe even just five, because I'm thinking it's probably, like, Die Hard. It's this. Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Which we did last year. Every year. And you know what? Those might be my only three now that I think about it. Those might be my three that I guaranteed watch every year. But I like this because it just – like, those other two are great, but uh, I like this because uh, it's negative, it's cynical, it's, it's realist, but at the same time, it fucking leaves you with the Christmas spirit. Like, even if it is them throwing rocks at trains and Mac being like, you're getting it anyway! Keep singing! It's still the Christmas spirit, just in a very uh, negative form, which I like. That's what I appreciate, because that's real Christmas, baby. You know what I mean? And... At the end of the day, uh, you know what made them have a good Christmas? They were all together. And that's a wholesome message for a show like, uh, like It's Always Sunny.